Hello, my name is Thomas McKenzie and I'm from teamatuk.co.uk. Just a bit about me, I'm a student currently studying my first year at Northumbria University reading Ethical Hacking for Computer Security. This is a new web series that I'm starting and before each and every one I would like to just take the opportunity to read the following disclaimer. The views expressed here are my own and not that of my university and I do not condone any of the actions within this interview and would like to make aware that this was done for educational purposes only. I condemn any of the actions that this hacker has done that are illegal and any comments made by myself that seem to condone or agree with them is just the way that I speak and act. I again must stress that this was done for educational purposes only and I do not condone and I do condemn the actions spoke about today. Thank you. Okay, so uh, tell the listeners a bit bit about yourself, no good. Uh, sure thing, man. Uh, just an average 18-year-old kid, you know, just trying to make a living. I uh, spend most of my time um, around computers, pretty much just doing everything in school, um, around technology. Um, that's pretty much it, man. Just the ordinary life. Cool. So, I mean, when... How long would you have considered yourself a hacker, so to speak? Um, I'd consider myself a black hat for the past two years. Um, I've been in the whole hacking scene since 2004. Um, I mean, basically, I considered myself a script kitty since I never actually done anything myself. Uh, like I used to use programs already made by other people until yeah. two years ago. You know, I started using my own my own um, ways of breaching into securities and finding vulnerability in websites. Uh, cool. And can you remember way back in 2004, what was the, the first thing that you did hack? Uh, that was a funny story, actually. First thing I ever did was um, create a virus in Visual Basic. And from there, I kind of, you know, just started going into computers um, the first thing I did was hack a friend of mine, sent him a, a little back door, got into his computer and just flipped the screen upside down. <laughs> and obviously you said uh, you made that in Visual Basic. Where did you actually like learn the skills that you've come to learn now? Obviously not at school. So, uh, Visual Basics, I first started when the Goons website was up and a friend of mine used to be a good member. Uh, most Americans know him as Knox. Uh, can you, from there, can you just explain, sorry, who the goons are? Um, the goons is pretty much an online web hacking security website. You go there, they pretty much, if you have a knowledge, some people like you, some people don't, and pretty much the only way you can get in is if you have a friend who refers you. Um, they're a pretty closed security community. And since I already knew Knox, you know, he kind of taught me and showed me where to to begin, which was with coding language. So I chose, you know, Visual Basics to start off with. And on their forums, um, they had tutorials teaching and some sample of work. And I started off with TeamSpeak hacking after that. Cool. And obviously, uh, you've been doing this since, like you said, since 2004. Um, what what makes it so, What why do you hack? Why, why do you want to cause... I suppose, problems with people's websites or servers? Um, we don't just do it for fun. We pretty much want to prove how vulnerable people are. Um, you know, some people don't realize the, the dangers of the Internet. 
Um, I mean, things we can obtain, we can get people's social security numbers. Uh, we can pretty much close down a whole business over the internet. I mean, we can even shut down a whole great, um, great system of electricity in the whole city if we want to. You know, so pretty much we just want to show people the dangers of the internet. And people don't really realize that until, you know, they, a hacker comes through and show them. Yes, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, obviously, what, what I'm learning to do at the moment and what a lot of other people in the UK are doing um, is an ethical hacking course. So learning how to break into computer systems to then do it for companies. Um, you may know it as penetration testing where you're from. Um, is there anything over there like that in your colleges or universities at the moment? Uh, actually, um, it's prohibited in the United States to have um, any kind of hacking-related material. It's against our laws, so pretty much uh, we don't have anything that teaches you here. Okay, cool. Um, when when you have hacked something no good, like uh, let's say a website or a server, what what do you then go on to do? What what would be your next step? Um, the next step, it'd be, first of all, I'd, I'd kind of have to see if um, the thing I'm hacking is a rival, let's say, gang. Uh, we host uh, hack wars to see which community is best and which person is best. Yeah. However, if we do hack just a general website, it's either we're looking for an information or we're just bored of our mind. <laughs> if the case of boredom is, you know, we really don't destroy much. We just kind of try to gather information as much as possible and then contact the uh, the owner of probably the domain or the web server. And, you know, we either tell them to do a little catchphrase that, you know, would, you know, pretty much make ourselves look better. Like <laughs> the famous, you know, Prox saying, the Prox owns me, um, which quite heard a few a few times on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty much just information gathering, which we can use against someone as blackmailing. And yeah. once we get into a site, you know, we can upload our shells and just begin pretty much our own little botnet so we can take down a website anytime we please. Cool. So going from what you first hacked with that virus that you created in Visual Basic, what, what has been the biggest thing that you've hacked to date? And how did you go about doing that? Uh, the biggest thing I hacked uh, would be back in 2008 when I was first starting into the whole, you know, testing out my own SQL injections into sites. And I happened to come across a Naruto um, gaming website. Um, I tried a little SQL injection in the PHP and um, I was able to get in and pull up some of the uh, database information. Apparently, some lady had um, a daughter who registered on the site with her mother's email, and lucky enough, she used the same password, and it turned out to be that the mother used to be um, an administrator in a, a Bank of America in California. Therefore, me snooping around a little bit, I found her most common passwords from uh, MySpace, Facebook, and I just gathered some intels, and I was able to log in to one of her jobs which was an ATM machine in California. But from there, I just decided not to mess with it because here the laws are pretty strict. So I just kind of sold the account on the black market. Crazy. 
<laughs> and uh, that leads on to my next question quite well. Um, have you ever made any money from hacking? Obviously you haven't. If so, for example, how much how much did that account um, go for on the black market? Uh, that account went for an easy $500. I could have sold for way more, except I, you know, if I made it, if I, I could have sold it for 2000 easily. But I was, you know, I was still new at the whole like black hack and, you know, testing out on my own kind of thing. So I yeah. kept it a low price, you know, to keep a low profile. That's cool. I mean, over the over the course from 2004, how much on average would you say, how many dollars do you reckon you've made since 2004 due to hacking? Since 2004 up to now, I mean, with the whole having my own web, hacking website, people donating, uh, me hacking into PayPal's, um, I'd say a good $5,000. Crazy. Uh, you, you mentioned there having your own hacking website. Uh, tell me a bit more about that. Um, so pretty much um, after I learned a few things from the goons, I decided to go off on my own and create my own website where I would teach people who would want to learn. Since the goons did not teach most people, since it was an invitation-only community, um, I decided to open a, a website that would teach people how to hack from basics. Um, from there, it kind of grew, and over the years, we reached 2,000 members. Wow. Uh, from 2,000 members, we kind of had other com- uh, other competitions that wanted us gone. This is when the hack wars come in. People start DDoSing our websites, and we DDoS them back. We got to a point where people started calling each other and threatening each other. So after uh, did it for the laws, kind of hacked 4channel, the FBI kind of got crazy and went in uh, shutting down most hacking communities, along with the goons that defaced, did it for the laws. Even the procs kind of had a few problems with the FBI. Thus, I had to turn off the website. That's crazy. I remember talking to you um earlier before we started recording and about you trying to bring in, bring the procs back up and trying to do it through publicity as well another website you'd mentioned how how did that go and why why didn't do you, why do you think it didn't prosper as well as the procs did originally um after i shut down the procs i decided to make um publicity which was pretty much based off the goons an invitation only community uh, from there, we kind of kept everything underground, which we tried to get most uh, ethical hackers in it and keep the script kiddies out. However, over the years, I realized um, that pretty much the website is ran by script kiddies. If you just try to get, you know, professional hackers into one website, it'll fall apart. Yeah. So it was pretty much ran by script kiddies. And from there, they, you know, they just learn. Because, you know, I mean, we got high people teaching from, I mean, since it started, since procs, and we had them teach uh, new people new things. But the going public is what gave procs, you know, its, its big name and made it hatred towards others because of its publicity. So even though you did get shut down and obviously, you know, you did get a bit of trouble with the FBI and stuff, um... Would you say that you wouldn't have changed how the procs was run? You would have definitely kept it public. Oh yeah, I would have definitely kept it public. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking of bringing it back. Really? You know? Well, 
I mean, I haven't had much time now, you know, life's still going on, but every few once in a while I have some free time. And I like to bring back the community for everybody. Yeah. The thing is, you know, the only problem is you have to be on the web pretty more often, you know, checking out who's DDoSing you, making sure those connections, you know, are kept at a rate that everybody can maintain. So you you mentioned earlier about um, not just the procs, but a lot of other um, websites, hacking websites, like I think it's said Goons and... Was it did it for the lulls? Um, you said they got shut down as well. Are, are they still going without a website? Or are they underground? Or have you not heard of them? Um, I haven't heard much of them. Um, pretty much everything now is underground. Um, people usually like the whole website is down. If you go to like hackyou.org, uh, you know goons did it for the lulls redirects you back to Google. But pretty much all those communities are still going around hacking people. They're just underground, and they pretty much just stay in their IRC channels. You know, people people find out through the black market, and they go there, and they pretty much got their own little small community. But once they deface pages, you know, they try to keep their own names. They don't put any community names on it. Uh, most, most websites nowadays hacked. As you can see, it's called by the Turkish hackers. Yeah. Um, the Turkish hackers used to be an actual um, hacking group from um, Turkey. However, over the years since the FBI has been all over those hacking communities, most people just change into their um, their facing page to pretend to be the Turkish hackers. All right. But they're pretty much just ordinary people from the U.S. trying to avoid a few laws. All right. Um, just you, you keep talking about the laws. How strict are the laws? Um, what does it does it does it scare you? What could happen, and does it ever make you think, man, I should stop this? Um, there were days when I first began hacking where I would hear sirens and I'd automatically shut down my computer. And the first thing I learned about being a hacker is when you first make your virus, it's always best to make um a virus that completely melts your hard drive and it's best to keep it on a secret folder that you have easy access to in case anything does happen you can just double click it and everything will be wiped out immediately yeah and i mean every time i'd hear a siren i'd always have a look at that file but it was just me freaking out because i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> but over the years you realize you know like the things you can do to prevent yourself from being caught like using a vpn and a proxy server behind it and setting up botnets where you can't be traced back into. So yeah. right now I feel pretty confident. Now, obviously, um, I'm coming from a, a more white hack experience now, being being at the university studying that. But have you ever thought about being a white hack? And if you ever did become a white hack, would you would you stop doing what you're doing now? Or would you always do what you're doing? Uh, definitely. One of my dream jobs is to work for the FBI and, you know, just help out with the whole hacking scene, um, catch, you know, uh, online predators, um, stop the whole web hacking business, you know, people DDoSing. Um, actually a few weeks ago, we had, um, a website taken down by a few terrorists, um, because president, our new president Obama had a talk with them and they were planning on something. The website got hacked. Oh, wow. And 
So, you know, like, that's the kind of thing, you know, I hope for, like, if I did become a white hat, I'd definitely, you know, be able to help out. But if you became a white hat, would you stop your black hat ways? Oh, definitely. Like, sometimes we do it out of anger and boredom, but being a white hat would give us, you know, the the honor to, to, to stop. Fair enough. Um, and just away from the hacking scene now, the, the obvious stereotypical hacker, well, there are a lot of different, there's the eccentric ones who wear the bright colours and have the combed back hair and the glasses. Um, and then there are the other ones that are, you know, really skinny and really pale. I mean, what, what other hobbies do you have away from your computer? What do you like to do away from it? Away from a computer, I like to be around technology. I take stage crew classes. I like to build things. Um, I like to be around sound. I'm a DJ myself. I love music. Um, currently getting married, you know, planning on starting a family. And from there on, my life's just building up, you know, as I go. So planning on starting a family, obviously kids. Will you be teaching your kids Visual Basic at a young age then? <laughs> They'll definitely be learning something. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, have you got any questions for me? Um, let's see. Uh, what would you ever do if you met a black hat? Just talk to them, just like I'm talking to you now. I'm really interested in like not just the you know what they do and how they do it, but I'm more interested in like why they do it. So you know, like the I don't know the kind of the do they get a rush, like an adrenaline rush, or are they just doing it like you said because you're bored or because you're trying to teach people something? Because it's, it's strange that you say that because obviously what a white hat does is they do it to teach people that they are vulnerable. Yep. But obviously what you're doing is you're doing it exactly the same as what I'm doing, but in a way that's unethical, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> okay. Uh... Let's see. Yeah, I'm out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. No problems at all. No good. Um, thank you very much for talking to us today. Um, yeah, and, you know, if you ever want to do a, a blog post on the website, a guest blog post, I'd be more than happy to uh, allow you to do that. It's been really good talking to you today. Thank you very much. Yep, no problem. Anytime, man. Cool. Thank you. Yep, have a good night. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.